This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Move on now to a conversation with Head of Sales at PSG Wealth, Nadev Desai. And we're speaking about money habits and, of course, recurring investments. Now, last week, we touched on an example of a successful investors, uh, U.S. dollar millionaires also. We briefly spoke about how they've lived their lives boring. Um, and then let's unpack them a bit. You mentioned a few things, Nadev, uh, that uh, was surprising for people who have arrived uh, that they have money. Nolotondo, hi. Um, so, so one of the interesting ones that 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 came out of the the, the study was that they didn't eat out very often. Um, I don't know if you remember the the stash said that on average they ate up and to the value of less than two hundred dollars a month. And what's interesting about it is that um, you know the perception is that we live in a fast-paced world. Um, eating out is a way to address the fast-paced world and 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 uh, ease of of trying to live a life. But for these millionaires, eating out wasn't about the expense, nor that they were able to afford it. It was that they didn't make a habit of eating out or, or that their habits actually changed as they became wealthy. And so what, what tends to happen is that we, those guys, as they became healthier, um, tended to remember the habits that got them to those places and that they didn't t- tend to then end up with lifestyle creep. And if we take the lesson out of these dollar millionaires who didn't eat out often, what you actually find is not a, 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 a recurring investment um, example, but actually a recurring savings example where they saved on their regular budgets uh, from not making eating out a habit. That's a very interesting one because, of course, the eating hours can be very much embedded in people's uh, culture. They've also saved regular contributions out of their income meaningfully. What did they mean by this? Yes. Yeah, so, so for you know, most people, if you say, well, you, know, you need to save 15, 20, 25 percent of every paycheck that comes in, it tends to be painful. Uh, just the thought of it. But for these dollar millionaires, what they, their mindset was rather about paying themselves first. And that saving was something they were doing for themselves. And so they did it in a very meaningful way with meaningful contributions of at least 15% towards retirement provision, as well as additional savings for other financial goals. Um, you know, we, we, I spoke earlier about financial creep and, you know, often what happens with, with, with uh, people is as their salaries increase, um, they will up upscale the the houses that they live in, maybe the cars or the holidays or the schools that the children go go to. And what that means is that their disposable income actually never changes, and what they save never never actually meaningfully changes. And what then also happens is that with assets like property, is that those people also tend to then run the risk of having capital gains tax in in, in being incurred and substantial in a substantial way. And that differential of, of uh, capital gains tax being incurred from, from property to property over a lifetime mm-hmm. can be that, that retirement shortfall that many retirees get so desperate for when they get to retirement. These are a kind of, uh, you know, um, outside tricks of the game in the derv, you know, the kind of information that uh, is easily accessible but isn't uh, easily accessible, you know. And I'm just wondering uh, here that seeing a financial advisor, uh, you know, why would they not have uh, done it themselves, these people? Because I think this is definitely the kind of thing that you need an advisor for. And I'm certain that these guys also went on to seek that advice. 
It's a very good question, Olatabi. So I think there's a, there's the perception that that an advisor is there from a product perspective. Mm. And from a product perspective, quite frankly, there, there are many various means of being able to access products, uh, financial products, um, either directly or through a financial advisor. But getting to the, the underlying issues, many people actually don't like to see an advisor because um, they shy away from addressing their financial situation. Um, either they don't like what they see in the, in the mirror or they have a perception that they cannot afford it. And so that's often the, the reasons why, why, why it's often cited as to why advisors uh, are not being, 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 being uh, uh, pursued. And so the best way to actually deal with a crisis is actually to deal with it face on. And we know that in South Africa, we keep on hearing the fact that not, over 94% of South Africans can't retire comfortably. So retirement planning is a crisis. And so what tends to happen is that if if, if a potential in, uh, a client wants to wants to address a retirement shortfall today, they can go onto the internet, they can use retirement calculators to try to address that shortfall. But it is a very blunt instrument. And what most people will do is get very scared and at this daunting task of trying to address that, that need or that shortfall. What an advisor will do is unpack that in a way that is meaningful and practical for clients um, and clients who are at, willing to address the fact that they, they have an issue that they want to address. And so it, it takes two parties to come to a very cohesive plan that can be practical. And most importantly, once that, that plan has been implemented, those advice clients get their advisors to coach and mentor them to stay true to achieving their goals. I also want to get into some technical terms here and when we speak of investors and being an investor, RAND cost averaging. Talk to us about this concept in a derv and does it make uh, better returns for uh, investors? It's a very important concept. So so thanks for raising that. So if you think about the the word averaging, all you are doing is you're taking um, an amount and you're evening it out over a specific period. Now, the reason why that is is, is relevant is because we market, specifically equity markets and growth markets, are volatile in the short term. And where we are talking about over five-year or or, or shorter period. And so on a month-to-month basis for equity markets and other growth assets, no one can forecast whether your growth assets' capital values will be going up or down. However, we do know that, one, growth assets are needed to beat inflation, so you need to have exposure to those assets. And two, when you get those inflation-beating returns, those investors that do that have the benefit of what many say is the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. So if we take two people um, as an example, and, and you know the one starts at, say, say, 20 years old, saving 500 rand for retirement, does that rand cost averaging of investing monthly over a longer period of time to the point of 65 um, compared to another person who invests from 35 until 65 to get to the same amount, that person needs to save two and a half thousand rand a month compared to the first person that only had to save from 2,500 rand a month. And over that lifetime, of, of when they get to 65, the, the second person actually needed to invest 3.3 times more over their working career. So that, those, that first investor gets the benefit of RAND cost averaging because they have time in the market and they smooth out the volatility of the market and they got the benefit of compound interest working longer for them. And so, again, it is a great benefit for, for, for those investors who make investing a habit. And I guess and the lesson here is it doesn't, uh, you know, matter how much you initially start saving, it's just the sooner the better. 
absolutely. You know, if you if you're talking about, you know, you haven't started yet. Yesterday was obviously the best time to have started, mm-hmm. but if you haven't, you know, bite the bullet, start today. I also want to speak about uh, the ways they are to get better outcomes from making regular contributions. Yes, so I think last week we spoke about retirement annuities mm-hmm. and, and retirement uh, savings vehicles and the benefits of being able to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to achieve you know, all the benefits from not only the returns perspective but the tax perspective as well as um, it be, it being uh, protected from creditors, um, um, you know, the capital values. But PSG Wealth also offers uh, tax-free savings, and so maybe if I can, if I can spend a bit of time mm. on on tax-free savings as an additional way to get um, competitive around regular contributions. So, uh, regulatory limits allow you, uh, each investor to invest a maximum of thirty-six thousand rand per annum with a lifetime contribution of five hundred thousand. And similar to, to retirement savings vehicles, um, the returns in this kind of vehicles are, is also tax-free. So you don't pay interest. Uh, dividend world withholding tax or capital gains tax and there are additional benefits as well for yourself as an investor and many people are also thinking about how to ensure i have you know earlier we spoke about healthy relationships uh, with money it ensuring that the next generation also starts making uh, recurring investments a habit and so many people actually think about opening tax-free savings plans in the name of their children giving them that head start in life well, I'd like to thank you so much for shedding light on this, Nadev. I think very valuable lessons here that we're learning. And maybe also, Nadev, uh, we're able to admit that walking this journey of financial freedom is just a little bit more complex than what we might think. You know, it can be very daunting. And mm. I think for most people, it, it seems very complex. Mm. Or, it, you know, it's also a thing of, or it could be seen as very simple. And And the best thing to do is actually not put your head in the sand and actually go out there and address any financial situation that you are currently in. You know, once you know where you stand and you'll be able to address the, 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 the needs and financial goals that you have for yourself. Um, so get out there, you know, make the conversation something that, that, that becomes alive and don't, uh, you know, the, the perception that uh, it's talking about money is, is uncouth is often something that, uh, that that gets mentioned. This is a reality. Money is a means to an end. Money creates purpose for us and allows us to live the lifestyles that we want to have. So get out there, um, consult the services of a financial planner or an advisor and make today the world you want. Fantastic. Thank you so much for this. A very valuable uh, conversation. Adirva, always uh, keen on uh, uh, engaging. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Tanjo. Wonderful. Just very, very important insights coming there out of Nadirv, you know, uh, from uh, tax-free savings, uh, what RAND cost averaging is, but also little bit of habits, uh, you know, and also the issue of uh, the eighth wonder of the world is what they call a time value of money. The sooner you get investing, the better. It does not have to be millions of RANDs. And I always say that it's important to start quickly because then the habit is there, uh, you know, and sometimes it's not about the returns in the short term, but about building the habits um, and the issue of paying yourself first. That was Derv Desai. He's head of sales at PSG Wealthy. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.